Yeah, 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 man. You already know what the fuck it is, man. DJ Jerry, aka the voice of the streets. It's that motherfucking mixtape, Trevor's radio, man. I got a special guest in the building right now, bitch. Tommy G, what's happening? Woo! <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> what's happening, bro? I got you in here, man. Good to see you, man. Duh, hey, I ain't gonna lie, though. I thought I was gonna have you in here, bro. Duh, I thought you was gonna uh, take me through the spin cycle. No, man. I'm a man of my word, and let's talk about some things, man. Oh, the bullshit. Hey, yeah, man. Uh, you up here, man. Like, a lot of people know you for uh, the Kid Boy documentary, yeah. uh, but we're gonna get all the, into all that shit. Yeah. Hey, yeah, but shit, uh, we gonna start from the beginning, like, for the people that don't know who Tommy G is, like, yeah. who is Tommy G? Tommy G is a guy that is driven by curiosity to catch things on camera that most people don't catch. So, whether it's going to live with a tribe in the jungle, or live with Amish people, or go to the trenches, I'm there to record it, I'm gonna take you on an adventure. Bullshit. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, like, uh, where you grew up at? Did you grow up in Milwaukee? or No, I've lived in Milwaukee the last seven years. I grew up in Illinois, though. Illinois, okay. Yeah. What, uh, what part? The mean streets of Crystal Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Lake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But shit, like, uh, like, what was Tommy G childhood like? I was a triplet. Triplet? And my, wow. So I'm the, I'm the youngest and the dumbest of the three. Wow. My brother and sister were smart as shit. So we were competitive, like, always trying to get good grades and be good at sports. And so I wrestled all the way th- from when I was 10 through high school. I got recruited out to go to Wisconsin Whitewater, wrestled there in college, and then Got job offers in Madison, Milwaukee. Found myself in Milwaukee. And my first job was uh, payroll, working payroll for daycares, home health cares, restaurants, and 53206, 212, 218. So I got to know the streets well. And it wasn't always fun because I would show up with, I had to wear a suit for this job. Okay. So I would show up and people would think, oh shit, like, am I about to get busted? I was like, no, it's just Tom <laughs> from Paychecks. But that's how I learned Milwaukee. Yeah, that's what's up. But shit, how old are you again? I'm 28. 28. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. Hell yeah, because uh, you came here, like, like, what was Milwaukee like for you, like, the first time, like, actually living here, like, not just working? Uh, it's always been good, man. I love the city. Um, I like to live in parts that are close to the woods so I can re- go get some peace and quiet, but I like the flavor of the city. I like that it's small enough that I don't feel overwhelmed. Like, if I lived in a Chicago or New York, it's too much. I need space. I need to be able to go somewhere, and there's no noise, no nothing that I can just breathe and get back to normal you know what i mean yeah that's crazy well what, what are your other siblings doing you you're a triplet bro like what what are the other siblings doing right now my brother codes for amazon out in seattle okay. he's smart as shit my sister just got out of the navy and is figuring out her next chapter as well wow dude do you know how fucking viral that would go like if it's three tommy g's oh man oh what episode like if you saw us <laughs> you wouldn't even think we were related wow oh, okay so I mean, y'all not y'all don't look alike Okay. Slightly. I mean, I, I kind of look a little like my sister, but m- my brother looks like he's five years older than me. Okay. And we're wildly different people, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. But shit, that, that's probably what makes family family, too, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is, is different. And everybody bring that different. I enjoy that flavor. Yeah. I really like finding people that aren't like me. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Hell yeah, because like, I met you, what year was that I met you? Was it 2019 or... Do you remember the first time I came here, what I did to you? Yes, dog. Like, hold on, wait, no, no, Share no, with no, the wait, people. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I know you tried to play a joke over here, so I think it was a shit prank or something. Yeah, so I, w- I was rapping. <laughs> so I used to do a lot more rapping. And I say, hold on one second. I go to the bathroom. I put like peanut butter, chunky peanut butter on my hand. And I come back to DJ Jerry. I'm like, oh my gosh, you ran out of toilet paper. Can you help me? And that was, I think, the first time we connected. Yeah. Hey, hey, now tell the honest guy truth. Like, how did I respond, bro? You laughed. Exactly, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Like, cause, like, I, I fuck with people, like, 
if you if your if your vibe good, man, like, yeah. and and I see like, cause I'm silly as hell, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm goofy. So if you the same way, man, I'm gonna fuck with you. Like. Yeah, I don't take myself too serious. I know I'm an idiot. I know that you know <laughs> there's things about me, and so I don't take myself too seriously. I like to laugh and enjoy people. You know? Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, because like we said, uh, when I first met you, uh, I didn't know I didn't know who you were or nothing. But like I learned a lot about you after we met. Yeah. Um, but I found out you was doing like you had a YouTube channel back then, and you were doing pranks and yes. stuff like that. Like, like what made you even want to start your YouTube channel and start doing pranks? Hmm. I've always been a class clown. Like one of my favorite things in life is trying to make people laugh. Yeah. And so I see people on YouTube that are making careers out of doing silly shit, jackass, all those those types of people. I'm like. I like doing that shit too, so I'm gonna try. And so, for my first probably three years of making YouTube, it was either videos, uh, music videos, or it was pranks. Yeah. And that's also I brought a, a big YouTuber here one time to record a song, and so I've been fucking with Milwaukee for a long time. A lot of people, their first exposure to me was the Keyboy video, but I've been filming, doing stuff in Milwaukee for a long time. Most definitely. Hell yeah, man. Speaking of the famous YouTuber, man, Baylin uh, Levine, right? Yeah. Man, dog, that shit was crazy. And I didn't even know who the fuck he was when he came in here. I just knew he was a tall dude, long fucking uh, brown hair. He had a uh, little PJ with him. That's not, yeah, yeah, little PJ with him. Yeah. And I was just like, like, how did you even uh, link up with bro? Like, uh, So Jay- I took it. So I, was, I knew that I was putting out pranks, but I wasn't growing quickly. And so I said, you know what? People are willing to put 100K into a college tuition. Why don't I gamble on myself? I'm going to offer, I'm going to reach out to a few different people that were kind of in my lane. And I said, I will pay them $1,000 to go out, fly to them, collaborate with them. And I want to learn the business, learn how they operate. So the first time I ever met him, I paid him $1,000 to collaborate. Since then, it's been a friendship where I fly out to him. He flies out to me. No questions asked. But to me, it's funny that people will go into debt, 100K to go to a college degree that they hate. But when it comes to investing in their self or gambling on their self, you know, they play scared. It's like, no, I'm, I'd rather die broke as an old man knowing that I shot the shots than, you know, not go for it at all. For real. That's real shit. Hell yeah. Because, uh, like, when he came in, like, I didn't even know nothing about dude, like I said. And um, I started looking him up. He had shit, pranks with, like, Lil Yachty and all types of oh, stuff. Oh, they're man. boys now. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's yeah. another cool thing about the internet is you go from starting out as a kid that gets expelled by... You you start off as a kid that gets expelled from school, and all of a sudden you're friends with your favorite rapper, and that's yeah. Balen Levine. Yeah. And, and it's crazy too how much like his demographic fucks with him. Like if you ask your mom or my mom about Balen Levine, they have no idea who he is. But almost every middle school and high school kid in America knows who Balen Levine is. He's yeah. got that. He's he's crazy, man. Definitely. Yeah, because you remember, I don't know if you remember, but I was just like, man, fuck it, I'm about to interview him, man. I, I mean, I want to interview him because I called my daughter. Yeah. I said my daughter, she's probably about ten at the time, eleven maybe. And I was just like, dude, do you know this dude named Baylon Levine? She's like, oh, yeah, dad, interview him, interview yeah. him, interview him. I was like, all right, fuck it. So then he didn't want to fucking do it, man. He didn't want to do it. He, I think he said he didn't feel like it. That no, was, that he's, was... he's a very stubborn dude. Like, he <laughs> only makes the moves that he wants to make, okay. and no one can push him into something that he doesn't want to do, which I respect about yeah, him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hell yeah, but shit, out of all the uh, pranks and shit, like, which one did you see the most success from on YouTube? For like, sure. Like, one of the first ones. For sure, hella sus songs. Where hella I, sus I pretend song. to be a gangster rapper, and then I drop some homo bars in there. <laughs> and it's just such a fun one to shoot because I can write those bars all day, and they make me laugh. And then when I do it in front of someone that thinks I'm about to come hardcore, 
and then they see like they hear stuff and like you just ha- see their brain like stopping and thinking like what the fuck did he just say <laughs> i love those I, I was really happy doing the prank era but i think that's in the dust i think my my path is certainly the documentary route from documentary. here on out yeah, and i'll try and infuse humor and make people laugh within that but i don't think i'm doing any more poop jokes anymore <laughs> you know i'm taking it to the next level yeah but shit, like, when you was doing, like, the pranks just, like, anywhere, not just Milwaukee, like, what were the type of responses you were getting from the actual people face-to-face? Like, what type of reaction were you getting? Yeah, I would say, in my style of pranking is I never want to antagonize somebody. Okay. I know there's there's people on the internet that make their living off of, like, they poke someone until they get really pissed, and then they get a reaction, and then they post a reaction. And to me, that's kind of a bullshit way to make somebody laugh at home. So I want I want the people that I'm pranking to be in on the jokes. I would say like 95% of people would laugh as well. Mm. A couple of times I got threatened to be shot. You know, like I did a, a small penis parking prank where they go into the gas station and I put it in front of their car and I say, sir, why'd you park in my spot? I actually have a small penis and you parked <laughs> in my spot. And that guy threatened to shoot me. So, but at the end of the day, most people enjoy themselves. Yeah, man, because um, I ain't gonna lie, I seen a gas station prank, and then, like, the dude, he was acting like he was about to fight you, then I think he was he was cool, he ain't do shit, like, he would just, like, they pretty much end up being cool at the end of the prank. Yeah, I try very much to be non-aggressive with anybody. Yeah. I haven't gotten in a fight on the street since I was probably 12, and I don't plan on doing it to the day I die, so <laughs> if I can just keep things civil, and we talk, you know, talk through it with our words, or I walk away making you laugh, that's a win to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but shit, like, like you said, you came from Crystal Lake, Illinois, um, and you moved here. Like, like, how did you? Like, what was your, one of your first experiences of the hood that you remember? Mm. Uh, a lot of people forgetting that I was showing up. Like, hey, Mister, Missus, business owner, I'm coming here at noon on Monday. Does that work? Yes. Drive there. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Like, oh fuck. Like, people don't stay on time here. That <laughs> yeah. that was that was something I learned. Um, but also, there's people. I like how casual it is. Like mm. some parts, like if you go to Brookfield, sometimes it's a little uptight. Like they're like, they're boring and they're not as fun to talk to. But this was, it was easy just to shoot the breeze with people yeah. and do business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But like what made you like want to really like, man, I want to try this shit. I want to try to do like, I want to get some content in the hood. Like, like what made you say, man, I want to well, try this shit. First of all, it was always quick. Like everywhere I've lived in Milwaukee, it's five minutes to go to a place where I, it's the trenches. And so, um, and plus I tried pranking Wauwatosa and I got arrested there. Oh, wow. So I was just like, well, like, and like certain pranks you do, like some of the more uptight white people, like if you, if you go up to a, a woman and you flirt with them, like they act like you're raping them. But if you do that in the hood, they're like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it just was a more, it was an easier audience to work with. And I wasn't trying to get arrested every video I did. Cause some of the shit I was doing was kind of wild. Yeah. And to me, it was like the, the police in the hood had way more difficult issues to work through than me showing up with a fake ball sack or <laughs> a piece of poop on my hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but shit, man, that Kia Boy documentary, man, and mm-hmm. that all that shit is out right now. Yo, said so that shit is at like two point five million. It's crazy, two point five million, man. It's crazy. Thought that's crazy. Like, what was it like even putting that together? And um, like, when did you start uh, actually putting the footage together for that documentary? Like three months ago, I, I can I can shoot and edit pretty close to when I do stuff, and so I shot it on a Tuesday. I put it out the next Tuesday. Okay. And honestly, when I put it out, I, I was like. <sighs> No one really cares about Milwaukee. This might flop. I had no idea it was going to cause a ripple and that all of a sudden news stations were going to be calling me and 
I would be more a recognizable face in Milwaukee. Yeah. And then I learned my lesson too with that with uh with news reporters, dude. Like they tried to twist shit into their own narrative. And so now I only do stuff like this where I sit down, it's long form conversation where there's no way to cut me into fifteen seconds and spew your message. And the corporate media, like I guys in St. Louis and Minneapolis call me and try and like ask if they can use my clips as well. And I said, Look, if you can donate a thousand dollars to a teen group in Milwaukee, sure the footage is yours. And then they never call me back. So it's like, okay, you guys have these million dollar budgets and you guys are trying to make a bad story out of me when that's your job. You're supposed to be boots on the ground. You're the one supposed to be getting that scoop. And I think there's a little element of they wish they could do that. But the thing is, they're too buttoned up. Imagine showing up to the hood like in a guy in a suit that talks in a strange voice like, hello, welcome. This is Brian. Like no one's going to talk to you. And so... I'm an, I'm the new vice media man. I'm the guy that will go anywhere, anytime. I want redneck shit. I want psychedelics. I want Amish people. I want witches. I want the wildest stuff you can find. Send me the location. I'm gonna go. <laughs> That's definitely. Hell yeah. Uh, but speaking of the media shit, like, uh, do you think it's a disconnect like between uh, what's really going on and what they see? I think it's a kernel of the truth. It's a small part of the truth. But I think where the news messes up is they never, they always walk into a story with a preconceived agenda. They never just let the story unfold how it actually is. So before this lady even called me and wanted to interview me, she knew what she was going to write about me. So why the fuck did you have to meet with me if you already knew what you're going to write? And so that's where the news, dude, mainstream news is dying and they must know it. And as the baby boomers, the older people die, who is who in our generation is watching the news? Because no one believes them. They have no credibility you know there's billion dollar corporations behind what they say and they talk in these ridiculous voices where they don't even write what they're saying like they read off a teleprompter and they didn't even write it so how can you trust what that guy is saying when he's the first time he's seen it is as he's reading it like oh i bet you really did get the scoop on this story buddy you know yeah i ain't gonna lie like uh i ain't got no i ain't got no problem with no news station but Stop fucking uh, writing me for for videos. I don't, I don't use none of my shit. I don't want y'all to use my shit. I ain't telling you who in the video or none of that shit. Stop asking me. Sounds like you do got a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's I, the thing is what you're doing, what I'm doing, they can't touch. Well, actually, if they had cojones, they could. They could start to do this stuff. But instead, they want to sit inside an air-conditioned boardroom and ask you for your stuff. And it's and like... on the internet. Yeah. That's it. And then, they, and then I say... Here, if you want to use it, just download a, or do, uh, donate a little bit of your budget to people in the community. And they don't call me back. It's like... Uh, that show you what they give a fuck about. They were like, okay, we want a good story. We don't want to help. We just want to keep the ratings going for our shit. We don't give a fuck about what's going on afterwards. Like, can we have a big story to keep these ratings going? Yeah. Can I... Can, can I can I get a a bigger position um, at the news station or whatever the fuck? And I'm not making a total blanket statement. I'm sure there's honest journalists out there. One of the guys that interviewed me had some tough questions for me. Like he's like, I really loved the piece that you did, but I had a real big issue with you showing them, how, showing people how they went into your car and how they did it. And I was like, Look, man, I can understand that, and I didn't really think about that. But ten thousand car thefts have been done before I put my video out. I'm pretty sure they know how to do it, and I'm pretty sure it's already out there. And people get mad like, oh, why are you glorifying this? Why are you covering this? And that could go for any story. You, If you cover a school shooter, it is statistically more likely that the next week there's going to be another school shooter because they're doing it for the glory of, of being seen in the news. So there is a yin and yang to covering things that maybe there, I mean, is there going to be a kid that starts stealing cars because of my video? 
I kind of doubt it. I mean, what do you think? Do you really think that there's a kid that wasn't close to stealing a car that watched my video and was like, oh, now I'm going to do it? I kind of doubt it, but, I mean, what do you think? Uh, to be honest, I feel like Milwaukee, if they if they wanted to steal a car, they already started stealing a car, but yeah. in my personal opinion, I feel like it would inspire the people that's not from Milwaukee that don't know nothing about the Kia boys uh, that can learn something that they'd never even seen before. Like, that's the only thing. I, I feel like out-of-towners can learn from the video, but that, not Milwaukee. That our teens are putting our t- other city teens on a new stuff, new ways to cause trouble. I got DMs from Minneapolis, Columbus, Ohio, Miami, like all these different places. Like, we're the real Kia boys. We'll show you some real shit. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, did I create a little bit of a monster here, you know? Yeah, yeah that's crazy, man. Hell yeah, but shit, oh, where was you at when you, when you did the documentary? Like, what street? For the people on the block, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> the thing is, if you watch the video closely, you can figure it out. Okay. But 53209, I'll say the zip code. Okay, bet. Okay, bet. At least they're going to they know what area to go to. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and, and like you said in the documentary, like it was really like, I think it blew up so hard because like, of course, we see the videos of 414 Hype House. Uh, they post a lot of videos of the Kia boys like, you know, riding through the schools and doing all crazy type of shit. Yeah, crazy shit. Like, um, even stealing a, a car outside the church. I seen that like way yeah. before the documentary came out. Yeah. And um, I just feel like um, yours, it, it hit so hard because it, it, it was never like uh, the Kia boys. We didn't know what a Kia boy sounded like. We didn't know what uh, well, we did off camera, but it wasn't like a face. It was like, oh, man. So that's what they do. That's where they are. We've always filmed the aftermath, but we've never yeah. actually gotten the scoop from the, the guys themselves. And mm-hmm. I think that kid, Mr. Ebrake, was the perfect kid for the video because <laughs> yeah. that dude is a character. He's funny. <laughs> he's smart. He's got savvy. Like, I- I'm keeping in touch with him, and I hope that he can be a character in other videos. Yeah. Um, I think he's on house rest right now because other- otherwise he would be coming with me to a beekeeper on Monday. I would I want him <laughs> surrounded by 50,000 bees and yeah. interview the beekeeper, interview him. But he's a kid that certainly has potential, and I just think that <sighs> the, the, the billion-dollar question is how do you take kids that are in that those formative years of middle school and high school and how do you steer them to a path that they could not just benefit themselves but society because if you look at him he has a lot of things on paper you're like if he just pushed that into another direction he's he's kind of uh he's he's down to take risks perfect for real estate he wants to do hvac cool man we need young people in the trades and so i'm trying to connect the dots between him and someone that wants to offer him an hvac position we'll see if he wants to take it up but um he was a wonderful character for the video yeah he was hilarious though yeah, yeah, but um, like a lot of like bullshit like that uh, occurred. And MPD they had issued a, a release statement saying that uh, the guy in the video was from the documentary. Yeah, um, and then when we posted it, um, it wasn't the same guy. Like, but uh, like why? Like why would you think the Milwaukee Police Department yeah. will release a statement saying that they got this guy from watching the documentary? Yeah. Well, first of all, when I, when that came out, dude, I'm going to shit my pants. I'm like, am I going to have to leave the city? Cause it's, they made it sound like my information was getting someone in trouble. And so, but really uh, my guess on that is that he was in the crew and connected to people. Maybe he knew Mr. E-Break, maybe he was in that circle. Yeah. And cause it sounds like they just passed the car around. Like, Oh, I got it today. I'll pass it to you tomorrow. You can joy ride. You can pick up the girl. So, I don't know. Um, plus, it sounded like that kid was talking on the jail phone and talking about all the shit he did, not knowing that it was monitored. And so, um, man, 
I wish the best for that kid. I know even from people in my family or people I know that sometimes jail does wake you up. I know people that went in the wrong path until they got arrested and now, oh, now they're five years sober working for Amazon or now they run their own construction business. And so I hope he doesn't get 22 years. That's what it said in the article. I think that's a crazy amount of time for a kid, uh, a year or two or strong probation and community service. I don't know what the answer is with these kids. It can't just be a slap on the wrist because that's too crazy to to take someone's way to get to work, way to take their kids to practice. That's It's a big deal to steal someone's car, but 22 years is insane. Yeah. That's a justice system that's fucked up to do yeah. that. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, yeah, because um, like you said, like even though you cleared it up right now, you said he was talking on a police phone and shit. But, uh, that's what the article said. The article said, okay. Yeah. But I was, the thing is, when I saw that, I rechecked my video. Was there a guy with an afro with cross eyes? <laughs> no, so I think I'm good. But for a second, it was like, Am I going to have to move out of the city if people think, you know, that's that's another thing about the, the mainstream media is like these journalists will put out a story not knowing like I am in this part of the city every single day with what I do. And that puts me and my family in a little bit of danger to give the impression that I'm an insider information on that or that my video caused something and just like have some put some respect on my name and go get the story yourself if you're going to put me in that position. Bullshit. Hey, yeah, but besides the news, like. For some people that don't know, like, the real details about that situation, the people that are saying, he's like, man, Tommy G, he he working with the police. Dude, police. Like, what do you got to say about people to say shit like I that? I think it's hilarious because all they have to do is go to my YouTube channel. It would be the greatest undercover scheme the government's <laughs> ever done, dude, to say, like, all right, we're going to put this guy in the field. For the first three years, he's going to make rap videos and poop jokes. But after that three years, we're busting everybody. It's just like, come on, you know? And, and the other thing is... uh would I put myself in like in this danger, like this much of a situation, unarmed, totally harmless, uh, in a city that I love and I live in, to be an undercover agent and put my me and my family at risk? Come on, do your research, look at my channel, and you watch a few videos and tell me if I'm a federal agent. Right. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, man. But you know, it's Milwaukee, bro. Like, I don't know if you know, you ain't know that, but like, anytime anything happened with police they gonna say who it, whoever involved you police yeah. like it don't matter who you is like if you is some type of if the police get involved and you got something to do with they're gonna say you police like that's yeah. just how they is here man and i hear that like i guess uh people like some people didn't know i was from milwaukee they thought yeah. i drove from somewhere to do this um i don't know i guess people are naturally suspicious i think part of it is i'm a white boy pulling up and if i wasn't white i don't think i would still get the fed rep but i don't know man i think stay tuned to the channel that's all i'm gonna say is i'm gonna keep putting out stuff that's gonna entertain you i'm gonna show you some redneck shit i have a video dropping next week i went to a bunch of farmers in arkansas <laughs> shot some ak-47s oh, drove man. a tractor so like just stay in tune and i'm really i truly love the city and i want the city to rise up i want to put it on the map i want guys like certified trapper to be successful let's go He's certified trapper i love that guy <laughs> a really good dude and what I love about him as a rapper, too, is there's no front to him. Like, a lot of rappers will be like, I fuck 18 hoes every single day, and he I have a really million dollars. He really In the video, he's like, I'm like, what's something about gangster rappers that not, not everyone knows? He's like, sometimes, man, you don't have a lot of hoes. Like, just like one girl sometimes, which I went to his house. There was a girl there, so he's obviously doing well in the ladies' apartment. But there's no <laughs> bullshit to him. He, he'll tell you. He's not afraid to be vulnerable. And I think that's a powerful thing is if you want to be looked at as a real person, you have to be vulnerable because we're not all Superman driving around town you know bullshit hey yeah because i seen a day in the life of a gangster rapper like 
uh, like, what was your first impression of Certified Trapper? I honestly, I had Facetimed him a few times. Okay, and he pulled up on me. I honestly, the first time, I seriously <laughs> thought I was gonna die. Like my adrenaline was going, dude, because I was with my contractor on the block, and we were looking at a house we just rehabbed. He pull, uh, his car pulls up, skids back, windows down, ski mask and shit, and the guy's like talking to me from the car, and I'm just like. I don't even have any money on me. Like, what am I going to do? But, um, and then I talked to him in the car and it was all good. And I really like that dude. I've been to his house a couple of times, talked to him. He's going to be on my episode. I'm filming tomorrow. Yeah. And he's a guy that I want to keep sprinkling in the videos. And I hope he makes it from his music. I really think he, he should put out more videos of him not even rapping. Just, I like when he puts out a video of him just talking to the camera, I watch like me and my friend were driving to Arkansas, listening to him and just laughing our ass off. Cause he like, it was the video he titled, I'm going broke. I'm like, yeah. what the, like, and then the, the shit he says is funny. So I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I focus certified Trevor too. Like when I first met him, when he came here, uh, that was my first time meeting. And then when he showed me his knuckles, his hands, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, he I was been like, in a fight. No, <laughs> He tattooed him like tattoos, or what are you talking about? No, his hands is like you can tell he do a lot of work with his hands. That's all I'm gonna say. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's got agile fingers yeah, for his, his yeah. occupation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I do. But like I'm, I'm slow, though. So like I look at shit like that. Like I look at the littlest fucking thing. Like, like I uh, even the cuts on on their face. Like people they got cuts on. If, if you got like a clean face, like. And you talking about all of this gangster shooting shit? Like I'm not gonna believe you. Like mm. it just, it just a certain look you gotta have. And certified trapper got the look. Man. He's a real dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out certified trapper. So certified man. Hell yeah. Um, and another video of shit. You went to St. Louis. You know what I'm Oof. saying? Man, like I know you said it. I, I had to, I gotta correct you, Tommy G. You know what I'm saying? You said it's the most dangerous city in America, but it's it's actually the fourth. It's number four. Highest bro. murder rate. No. Highest murder. Well, it depends on the list you look at. The list I went off, it said St. Louis, 66 uh, murders per 100,000 people, highest per capita. Baltimore, I think, was number two. Milwaukee's like 35 on that list. But then you look at other lists in Milwaukee's top 10 FBI. So people make their own lists. Mm. I went with that number, and I went there. And uh, I hit up a lot of gangster rappers going there. There was this big rapper, 30 Deep Grimy. Yeah, yeah. We DM'd a little bit, but he barely was getting back to me. He was a guy I was trying to meet with. This one guy, G-Baby, kept hitting me up. He's like, come to my block. And every time I would FaceTime with them, there'd be like six guys in the FaceTime, like pointing their gun at the camera. I'm just talking to my camera guy. I'm like, dude, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, I want people that are characters, like certified. Like, if all your personality is your gun and that you smoke weed, like, it's not that interesting of a video to me. I want someone that can, when I ask them a question, they take it and run. But those kids were something, man. Yes, Could you imagine know. living on that block with those kids running shit there? Fuck that. Yeah, that's dude. crazy. Yeah, I've been to St. Louis once, man. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't go to the hood, but I, I, I fuck with the St. Louis. It give me like me a... Me too. It's like a country vibe, like country A country city. Midwest. Yeah, country I Midwest. I love the Midwest yeah. people, dude, because we know how to get gritty, but mm. we're also down to earth, and we know how to hustle and, and get it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, by the way, I got some white boy shit to put you onto. A little bit of a tobacco pouch. Put one of these bad boys in. You'll be buzzing like a bee's nest, man. See? Okay. If you buzz too much, just take it out. Okay. But this, product this is how I get my tobacco team. intake. Cigarettes mm. fuck up the lungs, and I'm an athlete. Yeah. This is, I just get a little buzz. I drive around town, put the music on, I feel good, man. Brother, this ain't no uh, meth or no acid or <laughs> no. No, no shit like this in a, in a pouch. Is no, I didn't bring you any product from my trap house today, but <laughs> next time I can bring you some shit. Yeah. Well, so what I do, bro, I, I put this tuck whole... It, tuck it into your lip, either bottom or top lip. Just tuck it in there. Mm. Let it sink in and let the Lord do its work, man. 
Anyone that is under the age of 18, I don't recommend. Once you're old enough to make your decisions and decide what drugs you're going to put in your body, my vices are coffee and this. Yeah. A couple puffs of weed a week, but that's about <laughs> a it. A week. I don't know. It feels it's like mint or some shit. It's nice. If you start getting too dizzy, though, just take it out. All right. What if I pass out while we do an interview? Camera guy, can resuscitate <laughs> you? Can you do CPR? No offense, DJ Jerry, but I don't want to do CPR. Oh, no, no, nah, hell no. Nah. Hey, but shit, uh, like I said, we was talking about the St. Louis uh, yeah. trip, uh, yeah. um, and we was talking about the Milwaukee shit, too, at Arkansas, everywhere. Like, uh, how do you prepare, like, to go any of these places? Like, what do you do to prepare? I'll give you an example. So my next road trip is Atlanta, and so I find the major two video or, uh, locations that I base it around. So I'm going to go to the poorest county in America, which is, there's three of them in West Virginia or Kentucky. They're in that pocket. And that's some Appalachian shit right there. Going to visit there. Then I'm going to go spend a day in the life of a $100 million man in Atlanta. A real estate mogul. Does a lot of shit. He owns a mountain. He owns, he buys a property every single day. And do a day in the life of him. There's, and then I just chart out on the map. Oh, there's Louisville. I'll make a stop there. Oh, there's Memphis. Maybe I'll make a stop there. Um, if anyone is watching this from Atlanta, has got some street connections. I want to do a 2 a.m. Waffle House Atlanta experience while I'm there. Um, just throwing that out there. <laughs> the bullshit. That'd be hard. But I try and travel once a month, knock out three or four videos. That way I can be at home, be a family guy, raise my puppy Frank, and be a good husband. Or I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be married in October, so I'm okay. gonna be a husband. So up, I, I love my you. family, man. man. Is, 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 am I gonna be able to come to a wedding, bro? Me a certified at least, bro. At least me a certified, bro. I'm definitely will think about it, but no. I have to tell certified you can't be strapped to my wedding, dog. You can't <laughs> be no drums at my wedding, dude. Nah, nah, yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, man. But like I say, like I fuck with what you're doing. Like I respect what you're doing. But it's always the people like that say like negative shit because like I don't give a fuck who you is. Like it's it's racist white people, it's racist black people, of course. It's, it's racist Asian people. Like, like in my opinion, I feel like it's racism, like or prejudice. But like, how you feel about the people to say, uh, if he wasn't monetizing off of it, he wouldn't even be doing it. Like, how you feel about people to say shit like that? Yeah, I would say this is to a lot of people, like when I go to St. Louis, like people are hitting me up to come to their city. And they're like, hey, how much do I got to pay you to be in a video? And I'm like, hey, I don't charge anybody to be in my video. I'll put your link in my videos. I'll promote you in any way that you see fit. And I do think like most of the feedback from the Keyboy video was positive, but there's a really small undercurrent of people that'd be like, Oh, of course, white boy culture vultures exploiting our people. And it's like, man, I'm just, I'm, the thing is, if I didn't cover that, oh, you're not covering us, you're not putting us on the map, you you know, but if I do, so it's like some people, you can't win either way. And at the end of the day, my intentions are always pure. I'm trying to learn about people. I'm trying to, I don't ever put them in a, in a lane. I ask them enough questions that they reveal who they are. And I'm genuinely curious about people and want to hear where they're coming from, why they do what they do. Because people are fascinating, man. Bullshit. Hell yeah, man. But, well, like, what's your goals for the next um, couple months? Like, I know, man, you're going hard. You're elevating fast. Like, like, what do you want to accomplish in the next couple months? I feel a, a heavy uh, inclination to keep my foot on the gas. Like, this, I'm blowing up right now. And mm-hmm. if you don't use that time wisely, it doesn't last forever. So I am going hard. I'm reaching out to people. Uh, I'm, I got a lot of crazy shit that is planned. And I want to take over YouTube. I want to be the modern day vice documentary where it's like one, you can't predict where I'm going next. And two, when you see what I capture on camera, you're like either, wow, I learned a lot or holy shit. I can't believe he went there and did that. <laughs> the bullshit. Yeah. You already know what the fuck it is, man. DJ Jerry, AK, the voice of the streets. It's that motherfucking mixtape trappers radio, man. Tommy G was hiding there. Woo.
<laughs> Tune in, baby. We appreciate the support. Milwaukee, I love you. Keep making moves. Let's take the city up to the next level. Love you guys. Peace. Know what it is.